This is Owen Tinder Jones. I'm Owen Vaughan Williams. This is Tash Harden. And you are listening to the Owen Tinder Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest Coleman Had a Dream mini-series on our favourite football things. Today we are going to be talking about our favourite win. I have very much gone down the cliché route um, and I'm hoping, Ruth, that you have not. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, heart on heart, we all know probably what our favourite wins would be. Um, I do have a very real love for the game we played against Spain where we won at the race course but I'm going to keep that one to talk about Mark Hughes's goal um, so obviously there's a whole raft of games from Euro 2016 both the qualifiers and, and the tournament that would certainly be in my favourite game so I wanted to go a little bit away from uh, the Wales games and try and think of a game that I hugely enjoyed but perhaps didn't necessarily have any skin in the game because in a strange way that's much easier to to enjoy those games you haven't got the stress yeah. of of, uh, of it being your team so I was uh, living in Boston in 2006 when the the World Cup that was in Germany um, was won by Italy and as you know the Italian section of of Boston is called the North End and it really is a little Italy it's not even you know you could be in any in any little corner of uh, of northern Italy I think when you're down in that part of Boston Um, and so there was a couple of us it was actually myself and the then headmaster of the school um, and we we went down to to the North End and and initially struggled to get into a pub um, but we persevered and, and one little Italian gent who was on the door obviously took pity on us because we were, he must have watched us going up and down the street trying to get into a bar and eventually let us in. Um, and I, I just had a great time because the Italians were having a great time. Um, it was a tense game. It wasn't a particularly exciting game. It ended up 1-1 and, 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 won, on, and won on penalties ultimately, um, which, of course, brings its own tension. Yeah. Um, and so, so the, fun, the fun of it actually was being in that environment and, in, and, and sharing in the joy without actually having to live the pain, if that makes sense. Um, so that's one of the favorite, my favourite games that I've, I've watched, actually. And, I, and again, it comes back to a theme that we've, we've looked at a few, few times, which is the, the fun games are the, are the ones where it's so much more than what's happening on the field. Um, you know, we were... Everybody was there. Was seemed to be endless rounds being bought by everyone and anybody, and you know the 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 barman would just line stuff on up on the up on the counter, and on the basis that he had vaguely the right of money, might amount of money for vaguely the right amount of beers that he was pulling, everybody was happy, and yeah. and uh, there was they were singing. Obviously, I couldn't follow any of it, but you know Italians like singing, and so that was fun in in itself, and it was just an excellent afternoon. I think any afternoon where people can sit around and drink beer or watch football is uh, is an excellent afternoon, especially when they're winning the World Cup final as well. I'd imagine that would help. Um, I've had to go... I, like, I really racked my brains about a few different things and got close to making my mind up about a few different things. But the closer and the, the more and more I thought about it, 
I feel like I I just can't give you any answer other than Wales three, Belgium one. Like I think it was weird for me in a way because I don't know what the difference was, but of all the other games in the Euros, after we won, I just burst into tears instantly. And whilst you, Ruth, w- did do that and uh, and kept your end of the bargain up there, like, sobbing uncontrollably in the back of my front room, um, I think there was just something about the day, and obviously I wish I'd have gone, but it was such a, a brilliant combination. Like I, It was at a great time of day, so me and uh, a colleague of ours here, Dylan, went and played golf early in the morning. Um, got back just in time for have a quick shower and get ready and crack open the beers, and we had a load of people come round um, my old apartment in, in in Boston, and it was a weird one because when we went one nil down, I remember thinking to myself, "Ah, oh, well, like we've had a great journey. At least I got to go to watch them play in Paris against Northern Ireland, and you know, I had I had my moment in the Euros. It was worth it." And then all of a sudden, we just switched gear and were just this brilliant brilliant team again and um you know from ash equalizing and i can have i can vividly remember in my mind's eye when hal scored because i remember as the ball got pushed down the side to ramsey i can remember standing up and to this day i still am surprised that he didn't pass the ball to tails outside him but i i I can remember started walking towards the tv and Mm -hmm. Then he turned, and I can remember putting my arms up, and then the ball hit the back of the net, and I just, and as I'm sure everyone did, just absolutely lost my mind. And like I think Steve Wallace, a friend of ours, was the first person to stand up as well, and I just jumped on top of him, and almost let, we almost went through the TV. Um, and it was just again, obviously amazing when Vokes puts that header in. Like we used to joke about Sam Vokes because. You know, let's be honest, he's not the most prolific of strikers. And, you know, we used to, you know, sing ridiculous songs about Sam Sam Vokes, you know, always drinking rum and Cokes and, you know, watching Holly Oaks. And it was it was for him to kind of score that unbelievable goal and send us through to the semi-final. I knew I was going to be at home for the semi-final as well. It was it was just such an unbelievable experience to have. And I'm like I'm sure people have better better stories than me who people who went to the game, but it was just such a phenomenal day and phenomenal experience. And we just drank and drank and drank in our apartment until everyone else who didn't really care about this went home. And you, me, Ruth, and, and football, Chris, a friend of mine from football, obviously, yeah, um, uh, just went to our local pub, Costello's, and just carried on drinking and telling football stories. It was just, you could not wish for a better day. Um, it was just... It was just tremendous. And I'm sure you have happy memories of that day as well. Yeah, I, um, I, I, it was, yeah, you're right. You did the crime for all the other games. I made up for it at that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember getting to a point where I just needed some quiet because the whole thing was unbelievable. And going outside your apartment and sitting on the floor in the hallway just outside your apartment, <laughs> j- just needing 30 seconds to kind of calm down um and you'd pop the champagne by that point and you were shouting where the hell's Ruth where's Ruth where's Ruth um and um and then obviously getting myself together coming back enjoying the champagne and uh, it was I think it was the surreal nature of that day you know that that everything we'd always hoped for was encapsulated in that day yeah um 
and, and the way we won, the fact that we actually scored three cracking goals, the you know the defensive clears. You know we can't pretend we weren't lucky at times. There are, there are times Belgium should should have scored more than yeah, one. Um, but you could you could you could see the tension in their players, and it was a cracking game of football. It was just a, as you say, it was a brilliant, brilliant day. I had actually, I had no idea that you had gone outside and sat outside for 30 <laughs> seconds on the floor. I just, I'd never knew that. That would pass me by. And I just, the popping of the champagne, I, that was the last day, I think, or the penultimate day before I was leaving to come back home. So we were getting married in, in that summer after the Euros. And so I bought two bottles of champagne so that when we came home after the summer, and back to our apartment in Boston, we could kind of have have the fizz to celebrate when we got back that we were married and everything else. And obviously, five seconds after the game finished, I was like, "Whoop! Well, that's the end of that one. <laughs> See you later, lads." Um, and that was, and the champagne was gone. And uh, but again, brilliant. The other member, the game, the game I, I I wanted to talk about for uh, again, kind of nostalgic reasons is the day we did beat Belgium again in the qualifiers 1-0 because I think that was the day that I don't know about you Ruth but I kind of started to believe that this this could actually happen you know and I like it was I knew it was going to be the last game I watched live before moving to America so when the anthem was playing I very very teary um, and obviously just an unbelievable win managing to get back to the pub afterwards and meet up with everyone and just drink far too much um and then meeting gareth bale the next day it was just just a surreal couple of days and yeah just absolutely incredible and i think that memory i have of that ball going in the back of the net against belgium and it was absolute pandemonium around me and uh just superb superb day yeah i think i was I remained in that very sort of fatalistic camp of I'm not actually going to think this can happen until it until it happens. So I think my reaction to that game was I, I was trying not to let my hopes escalate and get and get away with me. Um, so I would I would listen to that on the radio. Um, coverage was. I mean, coverage is much better every year here of football, particularly international football. But um, I liked listening to the radio, mostly because you got a biased commentary, frankly, if you could get Radio Wales. Um, And and so I would often just be sat listening to listening to the radio and and always um, interacting with games in that way. It always takes me back to, to listening to games with my dad. And and so I was kind of in this sort of nostalgic stupor but trying not to get not to let things uh race away from me either uh so the i i mean it was clearly a key game uh you can't pretend it wasn't but i don't think i was ready to kind of even think about celebrating at that point yeah i don't think i was quite i think the cyprus game was the one for me where i was just like oh mm-hmm. my god this is actually gonna happen because of you know the way that that was that was a game that wales would have messed it up in the past and yeah, um, and we did what we had to do, and I, I think that was the one where I kind of let let my walls down a little bit. But that, <laughs> having that moment against Belgium felt like the Italy game that I'd talked about in the build-up to Euro two thousand and four. But obviously, there was it felt different this time. Um, yeah, so uh, 
just great great memories of of what is what is we are lucky to be living through the the best era in the in the history of Welsh football. Indeed, indeed. Let's uh, hope for a few more days like that. Oh God, yeah, and you're in the summer of uh, 2038 <laughs> at this rate. Um, anyway, um, if you want to tell us about the best match uh, that you've ever seen, whether you've been to it live or it's the best game that you've watched, please do get in touch. I've been sharing a load of. Uh, people's responses on twitter and i'm really enjoying and we both are enjoying listening to everyone's perspective of some great games and great moments and stadiums and goals and players and everything else so uh yeah thank you very much for listening and uh we will see you again tomorrow bye bye